the factory working, hustling on the side. See the informers lurking, trying to get away my pride. No fella don't spite me, still couldn't find out why. Them all a rob up me clothes and them teeth me money And me still couldn't find out why informer must hide Run away, step aside You know it's the morning detour coming at you This is G-Flex signing out for Survivor's Corner Until next time, see you there, see you then Manners and my respect You are now tuned into the morning detour On CKUT 90.3 FM Raise your hand. If he was killed wrong, that's all these people want. Raise your hand. I didn't come out here to throw nothing at y'all. I didn't come out here to hurt y'all. I didn't come out here to start shit. He was killed in the wrong way. That was somebody's father, brother, cousin. You got this stick in your hand, you ready to kill. You got something in your hand, you ready to kill. All that's gonna do is start more violence. Yeah. than my mother so i gotta stay strong for me and her both took a couple losses wish it hurt me the most but it didn't if you ask me what's wrong i don't speak right in the past week alone watched the greed twice two souls buried so i try to come around more every day we the white wine around for i ain't really tripping though i know she's a soldier i hope that the pain gets lighter semi sosa grammy woke up yesterday as a widow that's your parents you're strong but you're still just a human that's a parent and i'm scared of the potential of you spiraling down i was crying yesterday but i ain't crying right now cry so much i think that i'm out of tears i can't lie the pain still here hug my mom tell her not to have no fear i know you're hurt but i'm right here Up on me for a chance. If you're checking up on me, then I gotta say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Unless you're only checking up on me for a chance. Yeah, given this grim situation, I'm trying to be the sun amongst this precipitation. Flipping patience, and the people who hate it that send me DMs and say I knew you would make it, I'll take it. Given the alternative, I always said the truth. They got mad how I worded it. Too bad. <laughs> They tried to vilify me, but then they stopped these millions that be chilling by me. Get an MMB like Joel. Since 2016, I managed two comments so well. Odell, Beckham, how I'm stretching for my goalposts. 
I was too open and let some hoes close. I got real life problems. I don't care about tweets or the guilt and the bitterness that makes you not sleep. Oh well, bitch. I'm not entertaining drama. Focused on my mama and alleviating trauma. Cry so much. I think that I'm out of tears. I can lie to pain still here. Hug my mom. Um, so do you still think that uh, Trudeau is wrong and that the protesters yesterday are wrong and that there is no discrimination and systemic racism in Quebec? Well, we had this discussion very often. I think that there is some discrimination in Quebec, but there's no systemic discrimination. There's no system in Quebec of discrimination, and it's a very, very small minority of the people that are doing some discrimination. The Morning Detour on CKUT 90.3 FM. Yes! Good morning, Montreal. This is the number one urban morning show in the country. This is the Morning Detour. I'm your host, Weezy Moonchaser. I'm alongside Uber personality from the Candem Podcast. So, okay, how you doing this morning, Queen? I'm doing good. Listen, I'm trying to, you know, keep it together and just keep it moving. From the Fall Awake Podcast, we have the beautiful Tata with us this week. How you doing, Tata? I'm keeping it together like K, man. Trying my best. <laughs> There's a lot of hot headlines that we have to address this week. Of course... So much things happened over the weekend. We had a beautiful protest. I want to first and foremost say um, how proud I was to be a black person over the weekend, to see the solidarity in my city. My brothers and sisters came out um, to protest against police brutality, systematic racism. Of course, this week, we got to talk about our prime minister. He says there's no systematic racism in Quebec. We have issue with that. Of course, Valerie Plant, our mayor, says she uh, hashtag last week, Black Lives Matter, but her policy does not add up to that. And of course, some monkeys have escaped with COVID-19 in India. There's so much things going on. We also have two amazing guests. We have Williamson Duce. He's brand manager and co-founder of Unite and Prosperous, a digital marketing platform for businesses. So we have that later on in the show. And of course, comedian host, personality, Gala Dynasty uh, impact winner, Renzel Dashitin is going to talk to us about an incident that happened in Laval between a, a brother and the police. And of course, his thoughts on the racial climate in the city right now. So, uh, ladies, how, how y'all feeling now? Y'all ready to go with the madness? Ready to go. Tata, so many things. Tata, Tata I, I, I feel like Tata got the black leather coat on. She got the beret oh on. She ready Listen, to go. I'm about to take all these braids and let my afro shine through, man. I'm ready. Like let me I, tell you something. I know people been ready. telling me. I know people been telling me. Hey, listen, man. When y'all gonna do an episode about barbecues and sundresses and chilling? Trust me, I hear y'all. But we got some bigger issues at hand. Um, let's start off with the protests over the weekend. Um, a largely a peaceful anti-racism demonstration that drew thousands of protesters to denounce the police killings of black people and to show solidarity with protests in the United States against police violence and racism in the wake of the May 25 killing of George Floyd uh, by a white police officer in Minneapolis. So that went down. So we had a protest. Tata's going to talk to us about that a little later on the show. But we had some people in the protest uh, 
it, it ended up turning to riot, guys. Um, we have some footage that showed young people stepping through the smashed windows of businesses. Um, even um, Steve Business said these guitars are, are not human lives and the Montreal stores are standing with us. A total of 70 investigations have been opened for mischief, vandalism of property. Um, so a lot of things are going on. I want to talk to you guys a little about this looting and protesting because we, we're starting to see... These riots are staged by agitators, people that's not really there for the protest itself. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of weird in the States. I know you guys have saw pallets of bricks near the protesting, but there's no construction in sight. So it's kind of awkward. I want to hear you guys' thoughts about it. How do you guys feel when you guys saw the images about the looting and the rioting, especially the ones that happened in Montreal? All right. So I will say that um, I'm giving up on traditional media i think that that's that's what it's making me do because i see so many images on social media of what is current what was happening during a protest you could see all these videos and all these pictures but then all you see on the news is the complete opposite mm -hmm. and it's the only thing they talk about right and it's undermining everything and the part the reason why these people the reason why everybody was reunited to actually protest together you know what i'm saying so I have an issue with these images. This should not be the images that we should be seeing. We should be seeing the images of the pe the people peacefully protesting because this is what it's about. Uh, me personally, like honestly, I, I've been at it with a bunch of people for the past week. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? People need to understand that what they see, like Kay said, what they're seeing in the media is not in the, in the case. Like I had to, from my experience being at the protest, you could see live that there were certain people no signs no chanting mm -hmm. no no nothing but they're just there all in black you know what i'm saying non and they're non-black you know what i mean and um one one girl you know a group of these older black women called out some girl because she was doing graffiti but in crayola some white girl, you know what I mean? And the, and the lady was saying, no, nah, they're going to think it's us. They're going to think it's us. At first, I thought nothing of it. But then when we walked back to like where the parade started, uh, where the march started, um, I could see it on the wall and stuff like that. And I, I went close to read it and I realized it was in Crayola and stuff. And uh, I'm like, that that is people just really trying to start something when the whole thing was pretty, pretty peaceful. So we already know who are behind those tabloids, the media and all that stuff, what direction they're trying to take. But for all those who participated globally, like they know what's up. Yeah. And what I found astonishing, what kind of surprised me was like all, a lot of the store owners in Montreal, they weren't even that mad about it. They're like, you know, you know, we stand for the cause, but we have to find a way to protest without it turning to riots. And especially the one in Montreal, the rioting and smashing the windows and the, the vandalizing of businesses, it typically happened when most of the black people left, like when the actual protest was done. Like we even saw on, 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 on national TV, two young white guys saying, hey, listen, we just came to smash it. Like we're not even here for it. How, how can we stop people that's coming to our protest to incite riot and incite violence? from being a part of the protest. I, I don't think there's a way. Do you guys have a solution for that? I think there's a way. We know that this protest is for anti-black racism. Mm -hmm. And people who are not black causing these type of disturbances are purposely doing this so that it continues to portray us to the media in a certain light, mm -hmm. with a certain negative, negative Im image. So it's our responsibility to change that, um, to change that image. It's our responsibility to change that narrative. You know what I mean? I believe just doing like what the group of black, older black women did to that girl. If there's, if we're continuing to be protesting in the streets and stuff, I believe that it is our responsibility to make sure that if the non-black people are there, they're truly allies, they're truly supporters. And if we peep game that they're not, yeah. it's our job to speak up. It's our job to stop them. 
Because yep. it's us who's who's getting the bad end of this. I think it's our job to stop them, but it's also we also need to. My thing is, there's a, a part that we will never be able to control right. because from what I've seen on the news, there's a video that was actually recorded that was actually filmed an interview of two young white men that were actually explaining why they were there. And this had nothing to do with the actual movement. This had nothing to do with the actual protest. But these are the people that were interviewed. Mm -hmm. These are the people that were looting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Why would you so, interview them? Why would they even exactly. interview them? It was and awkward to me. Like. Do you, why are you interviewing people that do not have signs? Why are you not interviewing people from the community that actually have things to say? People that you can see have signs. People that were actually chanting and marching. Why are you interviewing the people that are on the side waiting to break things? Yeah. Uh -huh. You can interview people that have nothing to do with the protest, that can't identify with the struggle. It's a very awkward thing. Our mayor, Valerie Plant, and boy, the week, are we going to take issue with her this morning? So, Valerie Plant tweeted something in response to the looting and vandalism. She states, demonstrating to denounce racism and demanding that things change is noble and necessary. I, I have an issue with her using noble, but we'll get to that in a minute. I can only denounce the actions of the looters who ransacked the shops and have nothing to do with this peaceful demonstration. Earlier this week, um, Valerie Plant, the mayor of Montreal, she tweeted Black Lives Matter. And I had an issue with that a little bit, Tata and Kay. Um, this former CFL player, Balarama Holmes, uh, he also ran for Project Montreal. He replied to her and he said, let the record show this. First of all, Valerie Plant voted against body, cam body cameras for the SPVM, for our police. The police said they felt it was too intrusive. They felt like they're going to be, they're being watched. But it makes sense. If you guys aren't doing your job, if you guys aren't doing your job properly, you're going to be watched. All of us have jobs where we're being monitored to some extent because we have to do our job efficiently. Um, another thing that Valerie Plant has not done, she refused to make a race-based data collection official policy. She also refused a new police for the indigenous community. Um... Um, she's also working to provide police-like powers to the STM agents, which is awkward. She cited the Juliana Gray incident, whereas he was beaten by the STM officials as protocol. Now, we all remember when the dude was beaten by the STM officials. She, she said this was protocol, but she's still saying Black Lives Matters. And, of course, the most thrilling thing to me that I have no idea how she's never done anything about it, her inaction regarding the 2018 shooting of Nicholas Gibbs, all this despite the Armani Hasui, which we talked about a couple months ago, the Harmony... Uh, Harmony Osui report, which indicated that black people are four to five times more likely to be carded by the SPVM, while indigenous women are 11 times more likely to be carded by the SPVM. You know what I mean? Our, our leaders have to be honest with who they are. You know, they're saying one thing with their mouth, you know, they're standing with us, but their actions and their policies aren't in line with that. How do you guys feel about when you guys see Valerie Pond put Black Lives Matters, but then her policy doesn't add up? Like, first of all, me personally, I signed the petition uh, that Valorama Wholeness did yeah. on systemic, the consultation of yeah. systemic racism. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I know the whole issue around that and how it's like once she was sworn into office and everything like that, <laughs> all her diversified, uh, uh, you know, uh, team and cannons and all that stuff, all of a sudden they disappeared. They like slipped away into the woodwork. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know what's wrong with these government officials or these parliamentary people who are speaking out, knowing that we, the citizens, see and breathe and live it every day and see that their words are empty. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they're not even trying, when they say those things, when she said those things, I don't think she's trying to convince us. I think she's trying to convince her community because yeah. we know the truth already. We live it. It's her community that she's trying to put on this face like, yeah, I'm a white savior. You know what I mean? But that's not the case. We already know realistically that's not the case. I'm, I, and I don't buy any of it. I just want to note this before you go, Kay. Us as black people in the, in the black community, we got to take notice to 
um, sworn in officials when they don't live up to their thing. Like, see, this is when our vote counts. Now you're seeing we can't reelect this woman. She's not standing for our values. We got to use our votes like power chips. We got to vote the right people into office. Kate, how do you feel about our, our mayor, Valerie Plant? <laughs> I feel that I, I believe that leaders need to talk the talk and walk the walk. Right. And I believe that a lot of the times leaders anywhere in the world talk the talk, but do not walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is, it's a shame for the people that actually voted them in office. You know what I'm saying? Because people vote them in because they believe in, they believe that they could bring about change. They believe that they could actually, you know, hold people accountable for certain things. And I do believe that law enforcement needs to be held accountable because they are supposed to like, they are supposed to enforce the laws serve that are put protect. into place. They're protect. supposed to serve and protect. And right. a lot of the things that we are seeing is not about serving and protecting. A lot of the things is actually coming at peaceful protesters and instigating things. Yeah. And well, I have a problem with that. So now we, we have our mayor that's, that's not consistent. And then let's step back a little bit now. Our premier, Francois Legault, had the audacity and the, <laughs> the madness to say this a couple of days ago. He says there is no systematic racism in Quebec. When just a day ago, our prime minister of Canada, uh, Justin Trudeau, said he played, you know, he appealed to the black community. And he basically said in, in a million different ways, hey, listen, there's racism in Canada. We have to do a better job. So how could the premier of Canada say there's racism in Canada? And then the premier of Quebec says there's no racism in Quebec, which which is astounding to me. For those that don't know, systematic racism is reflected in disparities regarding wealth, income, criminal justice, employment, housing, healthcare, po political power, and education. I think if not all of these groups, there's a huge disparity or gap for black people or the black community, however you want to identify it. So how are you going to say that this is not an issue? This is definitely an issue. And I'll even like, I'll even like to add on to that if I let you guys go. If I told you guys that the first Montreal, no, it was in Montreal, but the first chapter of the KKK was in Montreal. The only reason that the KKK left Montreal is that they left over language issues. But the home base in Canada for the KKK was Montreal. So, 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 so this idea of systematic racism has been embedded in, in this city for a very, very long time. And all these things could be fact-checked in Julian Scher's book, White Hoods, the Ku Klux Klan in Canada. Shout out to Lorena, mm -hmm. our, um, our production manager. She put me on that book. But how do you guys feel about the premier? We voted this guy in, right? There's no systematic no, I mean racism in Quebec. This is crazy. Um, Kay, let me, let me start with you. How did you feel when you heard this? This is crazy, right? All right, so... Um, remember, I'm an immigrant here, right? <laughs> you can't go. No, 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 I'm putting it out there because I think it's important because I also bring another perspective. Right. I'm an immigrant that was brought in, well, that actually moved to a province that, you know, when you come here, they tell you, this is, we accept everybody. We love everybody. Right. There's no racism. We don't believe in that. We welcome everyone. But then the reality is I've talked to many of my friends that I've, that, that grew up here mm -hmm. and this is not what I hear. This is not what I see on the news. You know what I mean? This is not what I see on social media. Yeah. So I think, I think there's a, an issue when the prime minister of Quebec is saying there is no systemic racism in Quebec, but then the prime minister of Canada is saying the complete opposite in terms of the country. So how can, the Prime Minister of Canada say it for the country, but for a province that is within Canada, it doesn't exist. I don't know why people choose to turn a blind eye to other people's suffering. 
I really do not understand this. And I think it needs to be addressed. No, I it really you know needs what? to be addressed. I definitely you agree know what you. it is? Color blindness is an issue in Canada, eh? Yeah. It's color blindness. I'm going to pretend like I don't see your color, so I'm going to pretend like I don't feel your oppression. It's not happening, but, Tata. You're not no, being oppressed. No. But if you think of institutional and systemic racism, it's social and political. Bill 21. Yeah. That Bill 21. That's institutional and systemic racism. Like, let me break it down for you. It's a bill that's passed at the governmental level and it influences people of everyday of their everyday life and is focused on racialized and minority individuals. That is systemic racism. Yeah. It's oppression. You're oppressing people who are not the majority. That is systemic racism. Systemic racism. A black man and and a white man go for the same job and a white man gets it with less credentials. Right. Systemic racism. Systemic racism. The fact that people like me and, and Kay and other black women are educated, get their education, go their full length. Some of them even get their PhD and all that stuff. And when they come out, they still have a hard time to get a job. You're that right. is systemic racism. You know what I mean? People do not want to acknowledge it because Canada has a history of not, not even acknowledging their own slavery. Okay, Legault made a... Um, Legault made a, a comment there saying that, oh, slavery didn't really exist in Canada. Anybody who has internet, you know what I'm saying? Even if you want to be <laughs> lazy. Fact check it. Yeah, it's there. Yo, just fact check it. You know what I'm saying? It's written all over Montreal. You know what I'm saying? New France, Acadia. Slaves have been here. Yeah, slaves didn't get bring here. They didn't get brought here directly from Africa because there was no ports like that. They went to the states, and from the states they came here. But you know, when New France was starting up and everything yeah, like that, they brought them slaves over. were working in the fields. So they were still here. What do you think they were? Uh, where They're was New France? Like where was New France, Tata? Where's New France? Not Montreal. Wasn't Montreal one of the cities in New France? So uh, um, I don't so know. The colonies, don't know. <laughs> the colonies that consisted of New France, mm -hmm. okay, um, each having their own administration was. Canada, which was a smaller colony and then ended up becoming the whole of all the provinces. Um, it was Quebec, the Trois-Rivières, and Montreal, which and Hudson's Bay. Okay. So it's like our history, that's our history. You know what I mean? Don't even let me get started about um, you know, uh Africville and Nova Scotia. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Because they have it till this day, just like you know that. The indigenous have been set aside on their reserves. You know, you go to Nova Scotia, there's there's specific areas for yeah. black people. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you can't deny it. Not, Our black people have to get educated. That's the thing. We have to get educated. They're, they're trying to wipe away that history, but we need to educate ourselves on that. Yeah. So speaking about the education, they don't even teach real black history in the curriculum in Canadian schools because they make it seem like we just popped up in slavery which makes no sense and if you feel okay listen oh there's no systematic racism towards black people look at the way that canada treats the aboriginals they put That's them far saying. up in, they put them far out in these remote locations it's, it's like they don't even exist and this is their land no clean water no clean internal refugees did this you is guys their see land and they're treated like outcasts did you guys see instead of they've been asking for covid19 testing tubes instead of getting the test tube that they've been asking for they keep getting body bags it's a body crazy bags. thing okay let let's go to renzel dashing comedian host personality bad boys you hear he's gonna break down this incident that happened on vibe between the police and the young gentleman the police end up dragging the gentleman by his dreads let's take a listen and come back so there's a young man called samuel he's a he's a professional fighter Mm -hmm. um, he was in a car with a few friends going to the Depenor and they got, um, they were being racially profiled and were asked all of them to show their IDs. Mm -hmm. 
Now, what COVID has shown us is that is that there's a new degree now. So the police can ask all the passengers in the car for their IDs now so that they can check to see if you're at the same address to give you tickets. That's the new thing. Mm. So these guys were, were reticent, to say the least. And within a few minutes at the beginning of their interaction, the passenger... Uh, sitting in front in front was told get out the car 47 seconds later another cop is pulling on his dreads and dragging him to the floor two more cops jump on top of him and within a minute and a half someone who thought he had rights like every other people you know was confronted with the realities of his blackness so it was a very very violent altercation you could find the video on the internet for those who haven't seen it and that and that's that's you know, for a moment, I thought COVID was going to give us a break, but it's it's clear it's, it's not at all. Mm. Our prime minister says there's no systematic racism in Quebec. Yes, 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 yes. Dear white man, uh, dear white man. Um, you know what, Wizzy? Listen, we, we our 2020s, you know, Western civilization has accepted that you wouldn't be in a room full of uh, um capable people mm -hmm. to discuss handicap problems right you would know that you need to invite some handicapped people so that they give you, give you their point of view and their issues with the way systems are designed or how society is responding to their needs mm -hmm. and in 2020 whether men toe the line or not they know it's no longer acceptable to talk for women a room full of men who talk for women while having women in a room and understanding what they need but the Prime Minister of Quebec and a lot of different leaders in different circles, white males mostly, have decided that there is no systemic racism. And not only that, they say, well, there is racism, but no systematic. As to say that, well, there's racist people. They're in a position of power. Sometimes they work for us. And that doesn't make them an agent of the system. And that's okay by us. And that's what the prime minister of my province had said. The same man who was compared to Trump and saw that as a compliment. So it's no surprise. It's definitely a tale of two cities. Don't you kind of feel like they're forcing our hand now? Because at what point are we going to take this abuse and we'll be like, okay, you know what? We're going to start hitting back. And if we hit back now, we all know they're going to incarcerate us. Don't you feel the sentiment that like our hand is being forced at some point now? You know what? I'm I'm afraid of them. You know when a when a black kid goes into a, uh, when a white kid goes into a white church. In a, uh, sorry, a white kid goes into a black church and mm. starts shooting people. Mm -hmm. They assume he's mentally ill. Right. When a white kid goes into a mosque and starts shooting people, they assume he's mentally ill. Now, mental illness is a real thing, and when people are being pushed like that, what I'm afraid of is the young black kid who will become that version of that white kid and start shooting white people because mm -hmm. they feel that's the just, I'm afraid of that moment because even though in that moment, I will be able to understand how he feels. I also know that the biggest gang in most of our cities is the police, the police force that doesn't see the difference mm -hmm. between any black person. A black male is often a sign of danger. And as I say to a lot of my white friends, Racist people don't see children or adolescents. They see bigger or smaller blacks. That's all they see. They will shoot. Yes. They don't see women or men. They see big, small, medium, black danger. 
that's it. So the same way you see black kids on the news or on the internet being handcuffed, five, six years old, being handcuffed, being being put into the system for talking back to a teacher and not wanting to sit down, uh, what do you think would happen? And that, so I'm I'm thoroughly afraid of that. And mm. not even for that one kid that this that that's not that's not well and decides to do something like that, but how the police will respond to that to every black body in their vicinity. The Morning Detour on CKUT 90.3 FM. Renzel's a deep dude, man. What smart brother right there, boy. And, and it does make sense, right? When you're a politician, if, if you're going to address certain issues, you should bring people that's relative to the issue to the table. It only makes sense. Now, 
Now, let's put this in a bigger picture now. We have two elected officials. We have our mayor, Valerie Plant. We have our prime minister, Fonso Legault, that's, that's giving out contradictory information. And I think this has emboldened a lot of white people. I'll, I'll admit to you guys here on the show, Moncho Masa, and to my host, Kay and Tata, I cried on Saturday. Because watching my officials do this has emboldened a lot of white people on social media to say that black people were crybabies. All we do is talk about slavery. Uh, all, all we do is pretend like we're victims. I'm sorry, Karen. We grieve different. I'm sorry, Karen. There's a gap. There's a disparity. There's an ocean. There's a universe between the way you guys are being treated and the way we're being treated. And enough is enough. Yeah. You know, things have gone really too far. And on top of it, too, I, I don't even know how to put this into context. I've had a lot of black friends call me telling me that they've had white friends call them crying, sending them sympathy as if like, hey, listen, man, I feel bad for what's going on. And they're crying on the phone. And, and that gave me cause to pause tata because i was like okay so you mean to tell me this whole time you were you were holding resentful feelings you were holding um racist feelings or you're doing subtle racist things towards me that i didn't even know it's i'm thinking we're friends and now because this whole thing has blown blown over we actually seen a black person die at the hands of police on video now you feel the need to call me and cry on the phone but before we get to that i want to talk about we have these popular personalities in montreal and they took a chance on their platform they, they took a stance. They wanted to race up black people that were calling out white people for not showing signs of standing with us. And I think, and for me personally, I felt that was white propaganda. You shouldn't shame people into, into standing with us, you know what I mean, in that stance. And you shouldn't shame black people that are shaming white people for, stand, for not standing with us. I think we should just focus on us. Like, like I run my life like a racist. I'm so focused on black people issues. I don't even see what anybody else is doing. But mm-hmm. I want to say this before you guys go by. I am taking note on those that have that have monetized our culture, those that have benefited for, from our beautiful arts and music. I'm taking notes. I can't hear the French rap. I can't hear all the people from French rap in Montreal. I'm taking note of those that are standing on some time because the same way you guys can enjoy all the great things that black people can create, now we're hurting. We can't create good things now. We tired. We hurting. What you guys are going to do now? How do you guys feel about the white guilt that's going around on social media or that's going around in the world? Kay, I'll start with you. I want genuine, like, it's not even about guilt. I, I want genuine interest in if you're trying to get information, because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have information. If you're trying to get access to information, if you're trying to understand, if you're trying to be an ally, yeah. you can you can ask and people will direct you to resources, to books, to videos, to movies, to everything that we have to offer for you to understand what is going on. Mm -hmm. Because it's also about understanding. It's also about teaching. You do not have, not every single black person has to be the person educating black, uh, educating white people to certain things. However, when it comes to white people calling your friends, talking about they are feeling guilty, instead of calling your fellow black people that are already suffering, that have to see other black bodies being killed every day on videos that are seeing the injustice that is being done to our people what you should do if you feel the guilt go and get some information on google find information on how you can help go to protests give money to give money to actually uh you know bail funds give money to actually help out black people you know supporting families of victims supporting you know the the daughter of exactly you know what i'm saying of george floyd there's so many things that you can do to help and if you have information and you not a black person share it in your circle of friends that are non-black educate the people around you and this is what i want is i mean it's cool to call your friends and cry and say you're sorry and you feel bad 
But what are you going to do I, about it? Do I, you want the system to change? I feel it's only people that have guilt on them that will do it. Because none of my white friends do that. Because we already had that level of respect. By by doing that, I don't expect white people to stand with us. I'm focused on us, the black community. But I do, I, I would say, just to play devil's advocate. For a white person, they might be afraid to say the wrong thing. They might not know how to show support. So I can understand what that's going on. But it is kind of alarming that a lot of black people are saying that they're getting calls from Caucasian people saying, hey, listen, I, you know, man, I feel so sorry about what's going on. T uh, Tata, where do you land on all of this? Yo, honestly, well, I'm gonna say what well, I'm gonna start with this, okay? Angela Davis said you have to act as if it were possible to radically transform the world, and you have to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. So you know what? For sure, we're gonna offend people. For sure, we might even offend our own community who's uncomfortable with advocacy and, yeah. and activism. You know, because it's new to a lot of us too. You know what I'm saying? But what we have to understand is that not every non-black person is built to be an ally. You understand? Yeah. Because it's not just Talk a term that it. they give themselves. Yeah. It takes it takes a lot of work. Like, like frick, not even some black people. Like, you know, we still have some coon people, some house Negroes who still have to learn what it's like to advocate, who still need to understand systemic racism and their place in it and their place perpetuate to their community. Okay, so you hold understand? on right so there. If so hold on right there. What do you say... I told a lot of black people this. I said, the higher you go in terms of the black community, the higher you go in terms of successful black people, a lot of them might not be in position to, you know, you mean to to offend their political connector. This is how they put food on their table. So how do you feel about black people that's afraid to, you know, rock the boat per se? Is then they're not an ally to their own community, straight up. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. It's usually those type of people who are all like, leave non-blacks alone, stop, you're gonna hurt their feelings, right? Yeah. But me how I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I so agree with Kay what Kay said. Yeah. Our friends who are non-black, they're stepping up. We didn't even have to say nothing. Yeah. They're stepping up so much that they're 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 making us want to go hard for ourselves. You understand? But then there's the ones that are like, you know, I even had there was um uh, uh L, I think it was a white Christian minister who reached out in this uh, Christian group I'm in, right? Yeah. And he's like, you know, I need to know, I, I need help. Honestly, he's like, I need help what to do. Like, I don't understand. Everyone's being, being an ally. But when I asked like a certain like black person, it's like I got shut down. And I'm like, look, here's it. Showed, I showed him information, right? Mm -hmm. Now is your turn to get educated. If you really want this, I cannot claim you to be something you're not. Educate yourself. Here's the contacts. Here's black community organizations. Here's how you can help. If you don't want to go protest, donate. You know what I'm saying? Donate your time. Donate your effort to your own community. Mm. Educate people, you know? But we have to understand, if it's so hard for black people to do it, it's going to be even harder for, for, people, for people that's not like us. For, exactly. But the, but the key word, the key thing is, we cannot be discouraged. We have to do this daily. They have to get so tired of us that they're like, yo, some, let's just change. You know and, also, and, and also, to let's note, the fight is not black people versus white people. The fight mm -hmm. is black people versus versus an oppressive system that doesn't favor us. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. rigged against us. It's not black mm -hmm. versus white. It's black versus an oppressive system. And what's tough about this oppressive system is that by default, it's benefited a lot of Caucasian people. And I think they're going to be very reluctant to give that up. And I think that they've planned, you know, because they, they've brought this whole scheme this far ahead in life. So I think they've planned for this uproar. They've planned for this fight. But as Tata says, it's important that we keep the same energy. It's important that we keep moving uh -huh. forward. And one of the important things, too, I want to leave before we go. Speaking about 
blacks that want to call out other blacks that are calling out white people for not standing with us, we got to stop searching for validation from other people. I'm talking to my black community. We have enough energy. We have enough spirit amongst ourselves. We need to stop looking for validation outside our community, man. Like, some people say that's cool behavior. Some people say that's whatever behavior. I just, I'm saying it like this. We need to stop looking for validation from other people. We have everything we need amongst ourselves. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh Listen, boy! So okay, we need to support each other. Yeah, that's that. No, is, no, you said a line the other day. You said a line the day. Um, you're for everybody black, supporting everybody black. Say that line that you said the day. It was very powerful when you said. To I me. am. I am rooting for everybody mm-hmm. black. That is rooting for everybody black. Talk about and it. And it's and mm-hmm. and also you. That's the thing. You need to understand. We are not asking for crazy things. No. And this is, I feel like a lot of people really believe that we are asking for the moon or whatever. We are not asking for crazy, crazy things. We are asking for equality of treatment. I do not see how that's crazy. I do not see how somebody cannot receive justice after the things that we see. Because we have seen many atrocities. You know what I mean? And people should not be subjected to seeing atrocities being committed on their population like that. However, this is what has been happening for black people all over the world, may I add. Not just in the United States. And I, that's something I definitely want to yeah. say. If there's something that I'm going to say today, this morning, on this radio show, it is not just happening in the United States, people. And it's time for people to wake up yeah. all over the world. Wake up. Shout, shout out to Brazil, shout out to England, uh, many countries, many states, many provinces across the world um, have stood up in protest. Listen, man, I think this George Floyd thing, it, 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 I'm seeing a different energy. Like me and Tata, I've known Tata for a long time. We've always been militant. I was just waiting to know what we're going to do next. I think the toughest part now is figuring out how, how do we reform a system that's been built in its entirety to oppress us. Um, and I think I think that's the real fight we have coming up next. To switch up gears a little bit, guys, um, to end off the news here. So despite all of these things happening, racial things, parallel universe, the black hole is lighting up. Uh, monkeys have escaped the lab with COVID-19 samples. Um, they're calling it the planet of the apes. <laughs> planet of the apes. Rape. <laughs> like, like um, I, was, I was telling Renzel off the air. I said, everything that's happening right now, and, and I think me and Kay, we've talked about it as well. Everything that's happening right now is like your, your favorite blockbuster movie all wrapped up into one. And he was saying to me, I'm like, there's some conspiracy theorists that believes that the army has a piece of Hollywood and they've been desensitizing us to a lot of a lot of scenarios for a long time. So when it happens, we're not like, oh my gosh. Who would have thought monkeys? India is grappling with an incident uh, straight out of a movie after several monkeys raided the laboratory and escaped with COVID-19 tainted blood samples in hand. Um, I'm going to quote one of the doctors. He says, monkeys grabbed and fled with blood samples of four COVID-19 patients who are undergoing treatment, Dr. S.K. Gard said. A top official at the college uh, told Reuters. He, he added that it's unclear where the tubes of blood had been spilled. So, before I let you guys go, so hold on, let me get this straight. You're telling me there are monkeys running around India with COVID-19 samples. Is there a unit that's been dispatched to get these monkeys? Like, what is going on? And uh, Global News is the source that reported this. How do you feel about this, Kay? <laughs> um, t- again, 2020 is a very, 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 very high-budget movie. That's what I, that's what I <laughs> have to say. No, because, I mean... Steven I mean, Spielberg or Michael Bay? A lot of things. I feel like it's both of them together. It is it's the craziest. 
2020 is the craziest movie somebody could have come up with. Facts. It is, it is fueled with everything. We are six months in the year. We are halfway through 2020, guys. Yeah. Halfway through 2020, and we are already... There was almost a, a World War III. Like you said, There's a, the black hole just lit up. We found another dimension. We have a global pandemic. There's a revolution currently happening. Yeah, also, so many things. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. So at this point... At this point, people really need to look into their government officials and be like, you know what? Uh, what are you not telling us? Because you are putting all of this on TV and all of this or whatever, but what are you not telling us that we need to know? Because clearly there are certain things that need to be revealed to the public. Tata need to get the monkeys, but Tata's too busy doing her militant thing. Tata need to get the monkeys. <laughs> Yo, honestly, straight up, I don't even know where it came from, man. I, like, I swear, I don't know where it came from, you know, because I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm an empath and I feel everything, but I think it just, it, I don't know. It happened so naturally that I naturally got fed up. I have these conversations with my family all the time. When they don't get it, I, I dip on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's, I don't feel like I have any time. No one has time and patience anymore to, to lolly-dolly. You know what I'm saying? Our lives are really at risk. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I think it's like it's been years that we've been just allowing this to happen. Allowing it. You know what I mean? They've been telling us, oh, we can't work with braids. We can't work with the Yo, afro. Yo, it's crazy. Pulling oh, our hair. All this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Food, they have yeah. Bill 21. You can't cover your face. Well, how? Now everyone's covering their face. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's just like, can they make it any more obvious that they just don't like us? No, you know what like, I mean? But the worst thing is that, yo, it, it has fostered a lot of race-based trauma in us, a lot of self-hate that we have to, like, you know, deconstruct that too. So, Yeah, man. So yeah. Many, yeah, so many things. Boy, I, I listen, I want to tell you guys, man, I really appreciate you guys doing the show because there's been a lot. I know I know, Kay's going to talk about it in her next segment. There's a lot of media outlets that aren't really giving out real information. There's a lot of real media outlets that aren't having honest conversations about something that's affecting black people all around the world, not just in Canada, not just in the States. So I appreciate you ladies for, for, for you know, stepping up. A lot of people don't have the fortitude to do that. And um, for those in Montreal that want to engage in more of this kind of conversation, the West Island Black Community Association will be hosting its first ever virtual town hall meeting. Uh, that'll be this Sunday, June 7th at 7 p.m. Um, during the, the town hall meeting, they want to create a safe space for black citizens to share their experiences and concerns with local politicians, law enforcement, and the community at large. So that's a beautiful thing. So this will be politicians, police officers in there. Uh, also be, they, they've also invited a panel of black professionals to weigh in on the realities of systematic discrimination within their professions. So now, you know, now I like where this energy is going. Montreal, my city's the morning detour. Keep it locked. We got much more to come. Oh. The morning detour. On CKUT 90.3 FS.
thousand times The cost was fine, I draw the line I'm back, relapse, I'm fainting Yes, what's that? In fact, I'm drinking Coconut oil, the center of your body still lingers on sheets I got a shot at you, you wanna reach Cop that, cop that, trigger release Pop that top, take a sip of your holiest water I ain't know I'm a part of your flow now Say when you cut it, don't matter, you love her Now you got part of her soul now I ain't know them, but I know now Apologies, dude, more than a few The ones I ran through, but never loved you I pray you found peace in you home now I'm doing better, I got me a chocolate bar Climbing on top of the bar Think of the shape of the lick in the places You only gon' lick when you rock with a fuck Ever What about the leadership in other places? What about Hollywood? Strangely quiet. The Morning Detour on CKUT 90.3 FM. Okay for the industry news, but this week is going to be a very different kind of industry news. It's not just going to be industry. We need to keep you guys informed of what's going on in the community of what's going on around the world when it comes to, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. So I have some, you know, some things to discuss today. So first, we're going to talk about Jay-Z that actually took out full pages ads across the country. So across the United States in dedication to George Floyd. So he partnered with families mm-hmm. that have lost their sons to police violence, al- along with fellow activists and attorneys to actually use full-page ads in newspapers across the United States to honor George Floyd. So the ad is captioned in dedication to George Floyd, hashtag justice for George Floyd, and a quote. And there's quotes of passages from a speech made by Martin Luther King Jr. in Selma in 1965. The letter is signed by the parents of a lot of other people that were killed by police, Charlemagne the God, Angela Rye, and uh, attorneys for the Floyd family, and several activists from our organization. Uh, so you know that the team Rock, the philanthropic arm of Jay-Z's Rock Nation, right. was joined with the other people to actually place the ad in Tuesday's, so last Tuesday's edition of the New York Times, the Denver Post, the Chicago Tribune, the Los Angeles Times, the Philadelphia Inquirer, Austin American Statement, and other uh, other newspapers. So I think this is very important, and it is to show that we need to have an impact at every level. Everybody can influence somebody. You know what I'm saying? No. It is very important. No, shout, shout out to Hove, man. Like, like ever since Columbine, Hove has been consistent with his energy mm. in terms of helping helping our community. Yeah, shout out to... You know, we need more celebrities like Hove, man. Shout out to Hove and Beyonce, man. We oh, do. J. We Cole, do. too, man. J. Cole, J. Cole stay in the cut in the protest, too. Shout out to J. Cole, man. J. Cole, along with many He's other militant. celebrities. Yeah. Listen, I, I saw Ariana Grande in the middle of a protest, mm-hmm. okay? Ariana Grande with no security. Kiki Palmer in front of military no, guys. Kiki, in Kiki front from of the, the hood, though. To, Tata, you know Kiki from the hood, though, right? <laughs> we... We've seen so many celebrities. Shout out to all the the people that are actually, you know, actively working to help the community. Uh, Talking about the people that are actively working to help the community, there's also the people that are currently actively saying things that go against whatever the community is standing for. So Trina is currently responding to backlash for calling protesters animals. So she was on her radio show on Monday. Uh, She actually said that uh, people, the protesters that were actually protesting police brutality were animals behaving like they escaped from a zoo. So our co-host Trick Daddy was heavily criticizing her comments saying that, you know, um, black men shouldn't have to be afraid of the police, but 
they are afraid of the police because of the violence and the representation and everything yeah, that is going on. Us. Yeah, Exactly, but she was saying that, you know, they need to make a curfew from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. She That's was how saying she that? In, in, in curfew for Miami-Dade County, she was saying that she needed a curfew from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. The current curfew is from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. She was saying, keep everybody off the streets, these animals off the streets, acting like they escaped from a zoo. Lock them up at 5 p.m. so the streets can be nice and clean. A lot of people have come at her after these comments. A lot of people are asking the community to cancel Trina, to not listen to her music anymore. So we, and th that's a lot of the things that is happening currently. We have some celebrities and some people that are actively trying to help out the community. And you have on the other side, celebrities from the same community that are saying things like that. And it's very can disheartening. I, can, can I address the Trina thing? Um, I think, first of all, she should not refer to us as animals. Like, you're black yourself. So it's kind of awkward. Like, you're going to use words that our oppressors use against us. You're going to use that as well. So you really, know, you really know what camp she's with. Now, obviously, like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it's not just white people that were vandalizing things. You know, we've seen videos with black people looting as well. What she should have said, say, listen, we have to do a better job. If we're coming to protest um, some some injustice, let's come and do that. Let's not vandalize on top of that. That's all she had to say. She had to call nobody, no animals. And on top of it, to to want to wanna push for this curfew from 6, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., that's ludicrous. Who can live that way? This is not, we should not push for a, a, a martial state. We should not push for troops on the ground in exactly. cities. Exactly. Why would she say that? <laughs> I think a lot of black people have that have platforms, like especially celebrities and broadcasters, they have to watch the way that they frame up a lot of their conversations because thousands of people are listening to you. People are exactly. looking to you for guidance. I, I, I think a lot of people take for granted the opportunity that they have to have a platform, like a radio show or a TV show. I think, they I think a lot of um, broadcasters take that for granted. I, I do think I do think that too, and I think it's very irresponsible what she just said. But you know, I don't even want to give her any more attention no, in this. Right. We have other things that we need to talk about. Um, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott has pledged one million dollars to improve police training and address systemic racism through education and advocacy in the United States. So, in an Instagram post. Actually, that was his first comments on social media regarding the George Floyd case who died in police custody in Minneapolis last week, as we had, uh, a few weeks ago, as we addressed it. Um, he is saying pretty much that he's, you know, he's multiracial, he's born to a black father, a Native American and white mother. He's saying that being multiracial is something that is beautiful and this is what the United States is. So this is why he's pledging $1 million to actually improve police training. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were not happy with that, saying that he should have invested the $1 million in a black community or in black, you know, you know what I'm saying? In black businesses. But at the same time, it's like, well, we need to improve things on all sides. He, he, he gave them a million dollars. Like my thing is this, okay, him giving a million dollars to police is fine. But what I think that we should do, they should bring in an independent group to, mm -hmm. to, to, to train the police. Cause the, the two major issues we have with the police, and I'm going to speak in relation to Montreal is the excessive use of force. Yep. And um, I don't know what the perfect word for the second point was, but a certain de desensitization. You have police that never been around large group of black people, never been bias. in black neighborhoods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we need perfect bias training and we need excessive use training because <laughs> they, they killed, they killed um, Floyd over a bad check all you had to do was handcuff him he wasn't even trying to resist arrest so this excessive use of force is crazy crazy and this 
this inherent, this bias that a lot of police officers have, they got to train that out of them all the way. They definitely need to get bias training. It needs it needs to happen in every country in the world, I believe. So it needs to happen. But some more, um, you know, some more people and some more corporations are actually pledging money and giving out money when it comes to com- combating racial inequalities. Bank of America is actually pledging one billion dollars, um, you know, Damn, to uh, over one one billion dollars over the next four years. They are planning to give that money away, one billion, to combat racial inequalities in America. So uh, it is an unprecedented commitment because that's a lot of money. Uh, they are, you know, they are trying to help alleviate the widening gap of racial inequality brought on by the, you know, the coronavirus pandemic, mm. and also accentuated with everything that is going on. Um, in the United States and all over the world. So they are planning to give $1 billion over the next four years to help local communities and uh, help black businesses. That's power. That is good. TikTok, we need to talk about TikTok. TikTok was actually accused of censoring the Mm -hmm. hashtag Black Lives Matter and the hashtag George Floyd. Um, A lot of people on social media, a lot of users have actually reported that the the two hashtags had zero views. The company said that it was down to a technical issue that affected other hashtags too. So they said they were actually sorry. That's what they said. You know, they they put out a statement saying that you know they were sorry that users complained about this, that this was a glitch in a glitch in the system. Uh, that you know, um, they're trying to they're trying they were trying to fix that. Um, pretty much, it was something regarding a compost screen. Anyways, I won't get into the technicalities, but they said that they are actually sorry about that. And on top of that, they are actually pledging to promote black creators after accusations of censoring black uh, black creators. <laughs> That's so why guilt. Pretty, listen, pretty much, um, you know, they are planning to to take action to address a criticism that is basically saying that their algorithm suppresses black creators. There's been a lot of allegations stating that the TikTok algorithm is actually racist or actually does not favor black creators and thus favor white creators um so they decided to actually launch a creator diversity council that is aiming at recognizing and uplifting the voices driving culture creativity and important conversations on the platform they wrote that on a blog post they will also reassess their moderation strategy to build out a new appeal a new process pretty much for content creators to be able to showcase their work um they um apparently participated in blackout tuesday you know i'm not i'm not that much on tiktok anymore mm-hmm. you know I'm, i try to like just distance myself well, from that for but, us obviously and also they are pledging three million dollars to non-for-profit that will help the black community and a separate one million dollars to address racial injustice and inequality uh but they didn't name any specific organization so i do not know where this money is going to however they are probably you know to, pledging they're probably giving to trump to well. disperse it as well also want to know too this didn't make the headlines but um YouTube did some funny stuff too as well. Um, I watched first take with Shine Sharp and Skip Bayless, and when Shine Sharp was was explaining um, the whole protesting and and you know you know his his feelings about racism and being a black man mm-hmm. in America, yo, his audio just went blank for four minutes. When mm. when when he started to dig into white people, his audio went blank. Listen, there's a lot of things that happen on these on these social platforms where they are censoring a lot of yeah. things. I mean, it happened with the coronavirus thing. We saw how fast YouTube was able to censor some videos that were spreading fake information and fake news yeah. about the coronavirus. So, you know, this is how we know that they have the power to actually censor videos. But on some other other 
there's more giant techs ple- that are pledging funds and, you know, to help race- fight racial injustice. Apple, Facebook, Verizon are other companies that are pledging money. Uh, see, the CEO, Tim Cook, uh, of Apple actually promised that Apple will make donations to several groups, including the Equal Justice Initiative, and will match all employee donations two to one. So, you know, that's, that's good. Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, said in a post that the social network is committing to an additional $10 million that will be given to civil rights groups and, you know, that they are working with civil rights advisors and employees to figure out the ideal recipients of this $10 million. Um, you know, so many other companies, Verizon will also be donating $10 million to various groups. We see a lot of these big companies, these big tech companies wanting to donate money. Uh, YouTube also that is owned by Google promising to donate $1 million also in support of the of civil rights. So there's a lot of things. Do you that think that happening. these companies, do you think that all these major companies are doing this out of the good side of heart? Like, for example, I'm gonna talk about Apple. Why doesn't Apple make an affordable phone? Like this dude's in the hood killing each other to get that thousand that thousand dollar iPhone. Listen. Why don't you make an affordable phone? And and also why are they talking about it just now? We have yeah. been talking about it for a while. But you know what? You know what? Things you, are being done. Yeah, you know, like, let's we go from here, right? Exactly. <laughs> we let's, go from let's, here. Let's see where we go. Let's go but from also, here. I would I would tell the people be careful of the brands that are actually supporting right. this movement right now, because some of the same brands do not do not hire black people. Some of the same brands, oh. and I'm not necessarily talking about the ones that I just quoted that I just you know talked about. Some of the same brands do not hire black people. Some of the same brands tre- treat black people very differently when it, when you look behind the scenes. So be really mindful of that. Um, but before I let go with some of the stories that have been happening in Quebec, we need to address the fact that Anonymous, the cyber activist yeah. group, is oh, yeah. back. Oh, they so back. we need to talk about this. So for the people that don't know who Anonymous is, Anonymous is a decentralized international hacktivist. And the reason why I'm saying hacktivist because they are hackers. Hacktivist collective movement, they are known for cyber attacks against several governments, institutions, agencies, corporations, and even the Church of Scientology. Um, they are known for supporting the movement Occupy Wall Street. They are known to have the KKK in 2014 and releasing several information and hacking their servers. They are known for a lot of other things and they are back in 2020. Uh, so amid the protests following Joyce Floyd's murder, um, you know, a video was released in which someone that appeared to be from the collective anonymous threatened to expose the Minneapolis Police Department and all of their, all of the things that were happening over there. They are also, they also threatened to, you know, block their servers, hack their website if they did not if they did not do what was right, if they did not serve justice. Um, it also started releasing information on President Trump. Uh, so they they decided that they would reveal information on President Trump, documents regarding an alleged child mm-hmm. trafficking ring implicating Donald Trump, yeah. Jeffrey Hepstein, yeah. and even Naomi Campbell. A lot of names have been appearing in yeah. the list. So they exposed pretty much the relationship of these personalities, including Ivanka and Ivana Trump, Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a list of hundreds of names that was uploaded through a file on their social networks under the name of the Little Black Book of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, so everything was going crazy on Twitter. Social media was reposting and asking anonymous to give information about different world leaders, including the uh, including the leader of Brazil currently. 
we also need to note that Jeffrey Epstein was so impactful that Netflix actually released a documentary. Yeah, about I watched it. it. We it's need, tough. We need to remember this. No, you know we'll talk about it. No, we'll talk about it next week because Trump, and, Trump, Trump's involved mm-hmm. in that as well, very deeply. And, and a lot of people are actually saying that he did not commit suicide, but he was actually killed in order for him to be to stay silent on yeah. the other people that were involved in these activities. People being involved in these activities allegedly. President Donald Trump would would have been a part of the people taking part in these activities. So documents have been released. I'm pretty sure there's an investigation. Why I will hope I hope there's an investigation going on. Uh, you know, but well, the, the group is pretty active. And there's one group on Twitter called You're a Non-News that is claiming to be affiliated to Anonymous that are getting millions of followers since it started. The account had seven million followers. Um, you know what I mean? And they are re- they are actually posting a lot of, of information. Um, we have actually learned that Twitter, a spokesperson actually from Twitter actually said that uh, the account was closed, was shut off because they believed, you know, um, it was um, spam account. Yeah. But some people that are specialized in the in the group, in the anonymous group and studying them believe that this is actually the proper anonymous group or at least some a part of the original mm-hmm. anonymous group of hackers that is there. And we need to understand that these people helped a lot of things that happened and that changed society. So it's very interesting that they would be back during this time. No, for sure. What are your thoughts on that? The fact that they're back. No, it, it's good they're back. You know, I, I, obviously they can't reveal themselves. <laughs> I mean, so we can't know who they are. I just want to know, me, me, when hackers give me information... What we're trying to figure out now, how do we fact check these things now? Like, how do I know what they're giving us is the real stuff? Because I, I saw the paperwork for the Epstein and Trump stuff. I'm going, okay, so now these are legal documents. How do I know that these are real legal documents? That's my yep. only thing. Because I've been telling y'all for a long time on the Morning Detour, it's going to be a war of information. You see, with the TV, CNN. Let's not act as if CNN, Fox, and all these places aren't owned by the same people. That Let's not play as if like there's an agenda that they have to push forth. So I don't mm-hmm. know, but I'm happy that there, there is another outlet or me, you know, I guess we could call it a media outlet aside from CNN and Fox or NBC yeah. or ABC that we can get different kind of information and kind of juxtapose it against what we're getting from these other media outlets. So I think it's a good look. Definitely. I, I do think that this is something that we need to follow, especially on Twitter and on social media, just to make sure and see what comes out of this, because they might be able to bring about some change. They might be able to, you know, shed some lights on some of the things that have been happening. And, you know, this is pretty much all I had for you guys in terms of news when it came to institution and things that are happening in the industry and, and whatnot. Yeah. But I do think that this week we're not going to do quarantine stories but i do have some stories that were shared by people um in quebec that were hurt by what uh the prime minister you know said and they decided to share their stories encountering racism in quebec it is the hashtag exactly it is the hashtag memo quebec you can see stories in english and in french and you can go and read the stories of these people on facebook so this is one this is one when I was about 25, while exciting a Wendy's drive-thru, I was pulled over for having tinted windows. After explaining to the officer that I purchased the car off the lot without either altering it, he proceeds to pull some gadget from his pocket to measure how dark my tints were. The device, the device gouges that they fall within the acceptable limit, but he still believed them to be too dark because he couldn't tell that the burger I was holding to my mouth wasn't actually a cell phone. I was given a ticket. Madness. You know, you know, you know, some people say, too, that 
they try to push us. They try to get us agitated. They want to get us out of pocket. Because what happens when we get out of pocket? We get aggressive. We get violent. They want to get us out of pocket. And the toughest thing being a black person, uh, black male or female, is being cool around police when they're trying to, when, you know, when they're trying to egg at you. They're trying to incite you. That, De- that's definitely. The yeah. That is crazy. Another one. When I was 18, my humanities class had a discussion after watching Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. While the teacher was sharing her views, myself and several other students disagreed with her, claiming that she was confusing opinion with morality. Mm -hmm. I suppose she did not enjoy having some refute a stance, but I alone was the student called out in front of everyone and tasked with an additional assignment. What was it, you might ask? I was to write an essay about why I, one of the only black student in that class, thought slavery was right or else I would be penalized. What? That's crazy. I would and, never write that paper. And these are stories that happen to people in Quebec, in this province that we live in. You know what I'm saying? This is why it is important that our voices are being heard. This is why it is important people share information. We need to not be silenced. People need to know about this. Yeah, yeah. You know, they make it seem like Canada, everybody's peaceful. You know, it's peace and love. Where Canadians are super friendly in general, but there's a very subtle racism going on in this country, and enough is enough. Now, thank you very much for that, Kay. Boy, oh boy. Coming up next, we still got more detour. You know, I got Williamson Duce coming up. And of course, Tata is going to give us her take on the protest she was at, you know, her, her militant vibes on Sunday. Keep it locked, it's the morning detour. Yo, what up, what up? This is Leah McFly, Montreal's dancer. You're tuning in with the morning detour with Weezy and So K. Okay, okay. Is this what you wanted? Are you riding for your bro or are you stalling? I told her, please don't bring your girl because she's so boring. Can't ignore that ring, ring the money calling. Oh, oh, oh. They talking about what they don't know. Oh, oh. Tryna love man now Get me no attention now she run man down Still with my brother and we one man down Ah 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 I don't trust her so these brothers lie My shorty love me I ain't got the time I'm by my money I've been on the grind Been on the grind Free up all my G's on the wing, that's my wish list. I ain't tryna be just a king, this that business. I be getting peace just to sing, this that business. I be getting peace just to sing, oh. Is this what you wanted? Are you riding for your bro or are you stalling? I told her, please don't bring your girl cause she's so boring. Can't ignore that ring, ring the money calling. Morning Detour on CKUT 90.3 FM. Yes, Montreal. Welcome back. I'm Weezy Moonchase. It's the Morning Detour. Now, y'all people know, man. I, all I want is for us black people to get this money right. How do we How do we get this economic growth within our community? But hey, listen, man. Good news are on the way. We have um, my man, Williamson Duce. He's brand manager and co-founder of Unite and Prosper, a digital marketing platform to support entrepreneurs from black communities. It does say a lot. Uh, you guys have created this big website here. First of all, let me welcome you, Mr. Duce, to the show. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Boy, you guys are everywhere. United Prosper. You guys had a great article in the Gazette. Everybody's talking about it. All these community people are hitting me up like, yo, have you heard about this digital platform? What is United and Prosper about? Well, United Prosper basically is, um, is a repertoire mm-hmm. when you think about it. But that's the phase one because we have multiple phases into the application we want to build. But the phase one is a repertoire. Basically, what we want to do is to allow black-owned businesses to subscribe to the platform. Okay. Those who want to actually service their, their community by providing product and services. And we want black uh, black consumers to subscribe to the platform as well so they could find out who are these black-owned businesses that are providing services and product into the community. So basically, that's stage one of the process, of oh, the project itself. Oh, okay, hold on. So I just want to talk about the stage one. So is this, is this digital platform only open to... Um, Afro descendants origin. So you have to be a black person owning the business or want to utilize the service. It's it's for black people only. Black people could subscribe yeah. on the platform as a business, nonprofit, freelancer, uh, whatever product and services you're actually offering mm-hmm. as a black owned business, you can subscribe into the platform. Now the platform is open for all communities okay. to no. find out about <laughs> exactly. to find out about black businesses product, services, artists, uh, whoever is actually could offer product and services inside the platform, we invite all the communities in Canada to be able to explore what we have to offer. Okay, so is there a fee for this? Okay, so now let, let's hypothetically... Completely run. free. Completely You're free. You're a liar. It's free? No, I am not. It's a it's... platform. The platform is free. So you could use it. There's no... You're not paying a dime. It's free. Oh, man. Mr. Ducey. It's free. <laughs> and we connected... But but because having a directory is so useful because sometimes we want to have certain services and we can't find a particular service, especially within our culture. We want to get a, uh, maybe a particular cuisine or, or like yeah. for me, my biggest thing, and I, I'm really excited about your platform is that I've been looking for a black dermatologist forever and I can't seem to find that in Montreal. I think having more platforms like, like Unite and Prosper will give us more opportunities to be exposed to different businesses that's more indentured to um, what I need. You are you are a hundred percent right on this, and that is the biggest issue we have. Yeah, is that we can't connect. We have a problem connecting with each other. So that's the first area where we want to be able to provide a solution. That repertoire is a solution to actually help black communities and all the communities that will actually want to connect with us. They could actually go inside of the platform and find out whatever they want. They want a good uh, Caribbean restaurant. They want a good African restaurant. They want a, they want a dermatologist. They want a lawyer. Right. They want an engineer. They could actually find it inside of the platform. As long as these people who are actually doing these things subscribe to the platform. So access to who we are and through the process, what we were all we do, oh, what we were doing that, myself had difficulties of finding businesses because I'm like, I got to refer some businesses. I'm like, okay, how many do I know? <laughs> and I'm started scratching my head. Hey, there's Not a enough. problem here. Cause I don't know that many, but I know there's plenty out there. Yeah, and through the process of having people con- connecting to the platform right now and subscribing, I'm so amazed because we got people from all areas. We got people from Vancouver sending us requests. We have the same problem. Let's. We want to resolve this issue, and we think your platform is actually the right way to do it. No, that's for sure. And I ask myself too: Why has it taken it so long for us to close this gap? Or it, 
putting plugins or tools that can help us close this economic growth. Because as you guys just, you know, as we all know, a lot of us in our community are graduating at a high rate from university, but still yep. have having problems to get their business off the ground or find a place within the field that they studied in. Why do you think what it was? Why do you think it's taken so long for us to have these kind of digital platforms where we could kind of market and and see other resources that we need within our community? I'll give you my example because I, I got to go from close from home. Yeah, I'm an artist. I started as an artist. I was an illustrator. I used to do art shows. I used to uh, to be on the underground. So I was used to do art shows and uh, travel and sell my paintings, right? Mm. And then I realized, oh, if I keep on doing that, I'm not going to make that much money, right? <laughs> yeah. My parents discouraged me to go into art. Mm-hmm. But knowing that art was one of my passion, then I started finding out about what can I do else besides doing painting. So I went into graphic design. Then if I knew I could do industrial design at that stage, mm-hmm. where the, the society of today doesn't tell you that, okay, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this. You don't explore as much, but you're always confined to certain areas. So you don't explore what is possible. Yeah. So throughout the years, I found out that there's so many things that you could create by just knowing how to design. You could create computers, you could create laptops, you could create all kinds of stuff, right? So the fact that we came here, our parents came here, we I'm this, uh, what second generation here, then we don't have, we our parents want us to be successful. So they go to the areas that are actually very easy. So technology was then an uh, area where they would suggest us to go. Uh, art was not an area they wanted to suggest to go. Marketing yeah. is not an area they suggested yeah. to go. Uh, so, you know, we we, we starting late. <laughs> <laughs> there's more people actually right now that are getting into tech, uh, learning how to do marketing, learning how to go into these different fields that we need in order to leverage technology to help fight these disparities, right? Boy. We want to allow people to find who they are, like mm. where they are, and connect, right? That's stage one. Mm. Then we have a second stage where we want to allow people to learn where we want to allow these businesses to learn mm-hmm. how to leverage this technology, how to be a good business, how to uh, apply good customer service, how to use social marketing, how to use email marketing, how to use Google advertising. We want to give them tools in order to level up. And that's all free. And that's all, all free. All, some of the tools are going to be free. But the thing is that I want to, I want to go back to... Um, the models are already existing right now. Yeah. Every model right now that are already existing, you might call it Facebook, YouTube, Google, whatever it's out there. The model is about taking. Yeah. Give yeah. me, give me your data, give me your attention, and that's it. I make money off of you. The platform we're trying to create is a platform that want to redistribute, give back. Yes. So if you give me something, I give you something back. So if we happen to give fees to access to a platform the the idea is not to take money is to understand the reality of the community adapt the price so the entry level is actually better than these other platforms right yeah because we want them to be able to use this platform we're actually giving them we want to provide them free content as much as payable content but if you have to pay for something we want to give you something back that's gonna be worthwhile that's the for whole, you. Yeah. That's, that's the whole goal. And if you have to pay maybe two dollars compared to another platform that costs you fifty bucks per month, well, I mean that two dollars, uh, maybe just fifty cents. I go back to to the application or the platform to help it evolve and and grow. But there's another portion that 
you giving that we're going to give you back. That's the whole point. The month of June, we should have something to, uh, people would have something tangible on their mobile phone and on the web, on the desktop too, to be able to, uh, to, uh, to utilize. See, I like that. You guys are mobile and on the desktop. Okay, so... I'm someone, I'm listening to the show, I'm hearing this interview, I'm interested, I'm either uh, someone that wants to be a subscriber, I'm either someone that wants to put my business up there. How do I get in contact? How do I get my content on the United Prosper marketing platform? Just go on the website, www.unitprosper.com, or in French is unirprospere.com. So once you get in there, there's two options. You have an option to subscribe as a consumer that want to refer another business or your business that want to provide services and product to your community, then you can subscribe to the second option. All right, beautiful. Okay, so we'll put it up there on our, our social media platform, um, Detour514. Man, listen, you guys are friends of the show. Anybody that's trying to do positive things within our black community, anything we can do up here to promote and help you guys out, just, you know, don't be shy to reach out to us. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I appreciate I appreciate Actually, we're going to come back once the app is, is oh, out, <laughs> and you're going to be the first one destined. No, <laughs> no, listen, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. I want to test that. I've been speaking with Williamson Duce, a brand manager and co-founder of United Prosper, a digital marketing platform for black businesses a beautiful initiative uh, supposed to launch in June um, come back soon and we'll get it popping it's the morning detour the morning detour on CKUT 90.3 FM what's up everybody it's your girl Tata and as usual you know this segment usually would be our health matters but today it's our life matters mm-hmm. so um, it's our life matters you hear it all the time black life matters but to start I just want to um, you know given the current social climate there's a few things that I want to clarify for all our listeners. Yeah. Um, giving you guys little bits and gems that you can take back for yourselves, okay? Number one, as Weezy said before, this isn't a black versus white thing. It's unfortunate that oppression has been at the hands of white peoples historically. Um, but what we're dealing with right now, we're dealing with oppression. We're dealing with racism. So this is a black versus racism thing. Yeah. This is a black versus oppression. This is a racialized people versus systemic injustices okay i know a lot of people uh you know we've talked about it a little bit white guilt i know a lot of people are feeling away because it just happens that uh you know many times when we see instances like what happened to george floyd instances what happened to brianna taylor or what happened to ahmaud arbery you know it's usually at the hands of the majority and the majority is white it's unfortunate But for people who are listening, who are in that category, who are in that community, use this as an opportunity to educate yourself on the reasons why black people always, majority of the time, experience racism, police profiling, all this type of things at the hands of white individuals. Educate yourself. Know about your history. Know about our history on this land because it is a black versus racism thing. Mm -hmm. Number two, I'm so tired of saying seeing all lives matter. And I'm very tired of people coming and asking me and commenting and criticizing me, you yeah. know, for saying Black Lives Matter. So I'm going to break it down for you, okay? Yeah, please do. All lives didn't matter during the Holocaust, okay? Mm-hmm. All lives didn't matter in during the transatlantic slavery and the trans-Saharan slavery that the Arabs put our African ancestors through, yep. you know? All lives did not matter during... Um, the apartheid and segregation where they were burning our skin off with hoses that are coming at full force. All lives didn't matter then. 
And all lives do not matter now if black lives don't matter, if indigenous lives don't matter, if queer lives don't matter. You understand? If there's any marginalized group whose life, whose, who, whose way of being and quality of life is not easily attainable, is, is presented with various barriers, barriers and opposition, their life is different than the majority. All lives cannot matter right now until black lives matter until black people are no longer killed for the color of their skin mm -hmm. until black people are just no longer a disparity in employment housing education access to various resources only then will we be able to say all lives matter when we say black lives matter we're not saying black lives only matter but we're saying right now black lives matter don't matter to the majority of people and we need to make it matter to everyone number three If a lot of your black friends are calling you out for your silence and you feel offended, you should be. But it's what you do after that. It's what you do after that that shows who you really are and what type of person you are. Me and my mother always told me, if you, if I hurt you and you get emotional, you have a choice of what you want to do with it, your emotions. Do you yeah. want to act out or do you want to educate yourself about why you're hurting? Educate yourself about why you feel this way. Uh, and people are talking about allyship and everything like that. You know what I mean? Allyship is something is learned. So you have to educate yourself because silence equals violence. If you watch your friend's boy uh, beat your friend up every day, every night, send her to the hospital and you remain silent, you're aiding the problem. Okay. Exactly. Number, number four, the good cop, bad cop spiel. Yes, not all cops are super racist and prejudiced. Yes, there might be a smaller number of bad or racist cops than good ones. But listen here, if 2,000 cops are bad and 18,000 cops are good and the good cops stand by in silence and the bad ones use excessive force, threaten, kill, maim, or, or even amputate our brothers and sisters, then their silence also equals violence. And in the end, that makes 20,000 bad cops. Yeah. If you see a crime being committing as say nothing, you could possibly uh, be faced with charges for aiding and abetting. So if that's the case for civilians, it should also be the case for, for police, police officers. Yeah. Okay. Number five, stop using protesters and rioters as simultaneous terms. They are not the same thing. Okay, do your research. Know that people, what you see in the media is the image that they want to, to you to believe of yeah. black people. It's the image that they portrayed of us for centuries. Okay, we have never been seen as human. We've always been seen as slaves. We've always been seen as objects. Now, don't forget that is was what just a hundred years ago they had us in zoos fam you know what i mean so please acknowledge our history and stop trying to erase it man because right now a lot of people are really trying to get educated about it and really connecting to the roots number six the definition of systemic and institutional racism we touched on it but please understand what it is because it would help you understand your privilege if you could say you could walk to a parliament building with AK-47s and demand that you break quarantine, self-confinement to get a haircut and you not get shot down, that's privilege. Because our black community, our black members, brothers and sisters are getting shot down for having Skittles, are getting shot down for not resisting arrest, for getting shot down for resisting arrest. You know what I mean? There's, there's, 
a plethora of ways where, you know, there's a disparity in that. So for people who really want to help, start by acknowledging your privilege. Start by everything in your life that helps your situation. Start by identifying those that do not help others. You know what I mean? When people look at me, it doesn't matter how much degrees I have. It doesn't matter how much money I have. Because when the police see me rolling in my car, you, you know black. what I'm saying? I'm black. That's it. You know, my husband's been in the country only for four years. You know what I mean? But he gets stopped by the police and they're asking him what car, whose car it is. You know what it's I mean? crazy. We're in 2020 yeah. and these things are still happening. You, you can't know? have nice things, Tata. You just can't have so, nice things. It's weird. You know, clarify that, but now let me get on to pro protest. I believe that this, we're making history right now, mm -hmm. okay? In my lifetime, I cannot say I ever participated in a monumental event like that. I've been to parades, I've been to jump, I've been to carnival, all that stuff. But being, that protest that I went to in Montreal last weekend, and seeing majority white and non-ethnic people standing for us, Yo, it made me realize that the veil is finally being removed from the eyes of many mm -hmm. and that many are finally starting to see us. They're starting to see us, not only how we see each other, but they're starting to acknowledge how the world sees us. And they're starting to understand. You know, it was in the epic moment. I loved it. I loved how peaceful we were able to keep it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I loved how even though, you know, we see that our people are getting killed, you you know what I mean? We still kept the straight head. And it's unfortunate that there's some people that came out their neck. There's some people that were there just to cause a ruckus, just to cause a riot. You understand? But do not mix up the riot with the protesters. Okay? Because we are not the same. We're standing there and we're trying to allow the world to see that we want to change. And you know what? It's unfortunate, but we want it. And it's getting close to the time that to say that we want it by any means. You know what I mean? We cannot keep asking nicely for people not to kill us. We cannot keep begging people to treat us like human beings. But when we understand the history of police, policing slaves, mm -hmm. the history Jim of Crow. us being, the Jim Crow, the history of black people being on this land, you cannot separate racism from capitalism. This is why Africans were brought over to this land so that capitalism can exist, so that people can get rich off the backs of people that they don't have to pay any salary for and create these big generational wealth, the, all this generational uh, money for the family to come while us are continuing to struggle, to struggle, to struggle. Systemic and institutional racism. So for those who are listening and who want to do something don't feel away if we say that your silence is violence. Understand why. Because I guarantee if it was your mothers that you saw getting harassed, if it was your brother that who wasn't treated, who was being treated unfairly, if it was anybody, your grandmother who was getting slapped around in the face just because she's old, I know that you would speak up. Don't ask permission to do what's right. Y'all don't ask permission to do what's right when animals are getting, are getting abused. You know what I mean? You don't ask to do what's right when, you know, you want to stand up for your veganism, when you want to stand up for women's rights, when you want to stand up for gay rights. Yeah. Don't ask permission to stand up for your black friends because that is the issue. And that's all I got for y'all today. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, Tata came ready this week. I, I, I had, a, I had an I invisible mic, yes. so I dropped both of them. Yeah, yes. you got, well, you know, the number, yes. one, the number one urban morning show in the country. <laughs> You are now tuned into the morning detour on CKUT 90.3 FM. Hi, 
conférence about um, how to to go to the the numeric so we're gonna gather like a zoom a zoom and people are gonna be able to see the conference yeah. it's gonna be really uh like this the claps again that's three <laughs> three maybe i think we're at four claps this one one <laughs> 15 minute um segment um i'm excited for that that just sounds cool and i want to be part i we're after when we're done i want to talk to you a little bit more i want the ofc to have a kiosk because that's it, it sorry it sounds awesome <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be. I'm, I'm thrilled because I, like I said, I'm taking a little bit taking a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of configuration of uh, trying to have a, a nice uh, uh, experience, clean. So people, when they be there, they're gonna love. They're gonna stay there because they want to see everything. So yeah, that's a nice thing. That's what yeah. I'm telling you. I remember when I went physically, I was there for for a long yeah. time because it's just you had so much that you like. There were so many different things going on and so many awesome kiosks. I met some yeah. awesome people as well. Some of them have joined the OFC since I met them last time as well. Like it's like we've met a lot of a lot of really cool people. Um, and matter of fact, I'm even thinking like this: Can't you reach out to more businesses? Like now, like businesses who are virtual. Like can we now? introduce businesses like from toronto from atlanta from exactly Paris. africa oh. all over the there, there's that, no limits there's really no limits okay so that's it's going to be nice so, uh, a company from africa can say okay i want to i want to i want to promote a payment mm -hmm. a payment for like awesome. website so no problem right. take a take a take a stand be there and talk about your your product and then you're gonna have mm -hmm. clients there's no limits now what we can do i love it i love it so now so if there's entrepreneurs who are listening right now business owners who are listening and they want to get a kiosk uh, a yeah. virtual kiosk how does that work where do uh, where do they contact um I, if you want i don't know if you want to talk about the the cost right now or if you want to wait till later but no, not now for them that now for the cost because i'm like i'm configuration but they can exactly. they can send me an email saying okay they want they want a kiosk So okay. as soon as they contact me, and then we're going to send them the information. So there's no amazing. Uh, the same email. Give them the same email so people are not like because I have a, man, a so bunch I, of I emails. Against us. So I can Nursa. So it says, yes. so Nursa <laughs> at Nursa And is there like, do you prefer just the email, or is there a phone number that they could call as well if they? I, They can, I can give them a phone number also. Yes, please, if you can. Can I get the number um, for you? 514-448-1976. Yeah. Let me just a second. So for participants, like people, like just the general public, is it going to be free for the general public or are we buying tickets? It's going to be free. As the first one, it's going to be a free, a free, um, awesome. a free, a free event. I want it to make free because people, I want people to came to see the experience, to mm -hmm. find jobs. It's going to be, it's going to be a job, it's going to be entrepreneurs, going to have services. And it's going to be also going to do as training also. Training on like Trello, uh, Google, like uh, iCloud, uh, all the things that now they need to go through, to go through uh, 
the new the new wave like we can say i know the, the, the what they call the new normal that i kind of hate but exactly I, yeah but you gotta do it you gotta do yep. it I, oh my god i'm so looking forward to being a part of this okay yes. uh, but you know, one, one thing wait one thing yes. i would like to suggest if you're yep. taking suggestions is maybe have uh, a way that when we're exiting that we could give a tip if we want to if it's something you know maybe not imposed by a little tip a little donation how we felt about it like Get, and sharing feedback that's always good too so on our way out we can share some feedback and if we want to like you know how i don't know if you ever use fiverr but i use fiverr sometimes and it's something where you know if you're happy with the service you give a tip can you know what like like after the fact you know what i mean so something like i'm i'm big on giving and receiving so that's like for myself i know the if you're not charging something at the door i'm definitely giving you a tip before i leave oh, that's okay. what if that's how it's set up that's good you know yeah, 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 and I'm not the only person like that. There's a lot of people, but if you don't, you don't. If there's, there's a lot of that. people, because people help us a lot because they know that it's free. So it. it's free. They came all the same. Like you say, when I do something, I love to give more than more than mm-hmm. expected. That's it. So you it's going to be more than what people expect. That's it. So, so definitely, you know, keep that in mind because um, I know Good. people will be, will be more than glad to support. So, yes, yeah, so, okay, so let's double co- confirm the phone number. 514 447 Okay, good. And I, I, have to, I have to remember my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, it's you, you don't call yourself too often, I'm sure. No, not too often. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, um, so again, so for those who were taking long to get their phones out, I'll repeat it one more time. It is 514-447-1938. And again, so we have been on with Nosa Dorismont entrepreneur extraordinaire i really feel that should just be your title all right <laughs> thank you uh, it is my pleasure so thank you um do you have any closing words that you want to leave with the people people stay safe really stay safe and it's, it shall pass mm-hmm. that's why i say every day it shall pass so we have to go through this and there's opportunity over there like i say the, the day that this this thing happened yes my sound stopped but now I'm like another level, so it's it's possible. So be careful and then find your opportunities. Mm, thank you for that. So again, so for everybody listening on Radio Land and watching us online, this has been the OFC Business Zone. For those who do not know, again, the OFC is the one full circle melanated community network where we focus on bridging the gap between the French and the English speaking community and generally bringing you that black excellence thank you again Nelson, for being on with us Enjoy the thank you and go on with your good job really you really i really love that you put in place the french and the english together because we were like apart and that scene i'm with you you always do a good job so continue dans votre travail thank you so much sister Welcome to the OFC Community Updates, bringing you the past, present, and future community news. So it is your boy, I am Pharaoh Hamid Freeman, founder of the OFC, and this is the OFC Community Updates, where we bring you the past, present, and future community news. For those who do not know, OFC stands for One Full Circle. We are the Melanated Community Network where we focus on bridging the gap between the French and the English-speaking melanated community and generally bringing you 
So today, June 5th, 2020, there has been so much going on. Um, I don't even know where to start. So first and foremost, I always like to give a quick shout out to CKUT and the amazing people, um, Louise, Tamara, and everybody that just helps to make it possible for us to be able to continue what we're doing here on air with you. Um, so first, just to let you guys know, there's been a couple of things that had passed. Um, we have released a couple of amazing episodes of the Empower Hour. We had a special edition um, this past Monday, so I'm definitely suggesting you guys go back and check it out, um, either on the CKUT archives. Um, our show airs on Mondays from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., so definitely check it out. Um, big shout-out to Tegi Lindahl, um, Queen Kaya, and Kate Dean. Um, so as you guys know, there's been tons of things happening within the community. So we had a protest um, on past Sunday that was exceptional, minus the vandals that came after the fact um, and looted and robbed and tried to make it seem like it was done by the melanated community. That's whack, but that's okay, because moving forward, we're going to do things a little bit different. Um, so let's talk about some things coming up. So tonight, 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 we have a virtual pajama party being put on by Stephen Zip Hennessy. Um, so that's going to be pretty lit. The details are going to be everywhere online on our page. You're going to want to check it out and be present. Bring your PJs and come and fed from your house. It's going to be lit. Um, also, we have a now we have a discussion going on later on this evening, but I have a guest that's going to join us in a moment. So we're going to um, I'll pause that one. But let me jump to Sunday. Uh, Sunday, we have another rally coming up. So now the rally on this coming Sunday is going to be uh, we're going to start. We're going to meet at Place Emile. Uh, I keep throwing off the, the pronunciation of this word, but um, how to say the name, but it's at Metro um, Berry. So, all right, so I'm, I'm inviting everybody to come and take part. It's going to be exceptional. Um, the, oh, and actually, so let, let me let me pronounce the location properly as I, as I have it here. So it is Emily Gamelin. That's the location we're meeting, but it's Metro Berry. All right, Berry Metro, we're meeting there at 10 a.m., another peaceful rally. Come wearing a white top if you have one. Um, bring your masks and um, but just know that this one the OFC is also involved in helping to support this one and there will be eyes watching out for vandals so vandals um, if you're coming out expect to get a beat down okay so that's us for the OFC second um, so back to what I was talking about so as you guys know we've been hosting uh, last Monday the OFC we had a town hall meeting with our members uh, where we give an opportunity to come out share express how they're feeling um, uh, that one was exclusively for OFC members this one that we're gonna we've had we also had one Thursday night that was open to the community at large and now uh, sorry, the melanated community at large. And now, tonight, we're having our third discussion, but this one is open to the community at large. The discussion yesterday and today is in conjunction with Black Class. Um, the founder of that is the founder, is also the founder of Born to Rise, my home girl, Aisha Robinson, who is here with us this morning. Aisha, are you on? My check, my check. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Aisha. <laughs> we're, hey. Hearing you, we're hearing you loud and clear. Thank you for being with us on the OFC Community Updates. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited about this. Always good to talk to you. 
that's awesome. I thank you so much. Um, so, okay, so before we jump into the event, so now you've recently created a new page. Um, can we talk a little bit about that? Yes. So um, Friday, I created a new um, platform on Instagram where I share the stories of uh, black people. Um, the reason for, or melanated people rather, um, the reason why is inspired by what happened to George Floyd and the noise that is out there. I want to use this opportunity to amplify, amplify our voices. So it's just a page to, you know, share our voices and to educate at the same time through our, uh, through conversation. I love that. And the thing I, and, and like you said, like in these times, it's so necessary. One, it's, it's necessary to give people a space to be able to communicate, but knowledge is power. So being able to create a platform that educate, that encourages people to learn, to understand, um, to know more about um, melanated, uh, our, as the, in terms of the melanated community, understanding more about our history. But also what I really appreciate about what you're doing is that you're not just um, catering to the melanated community. You want to make sure that everybody knows about our history and our culture. So that's huge, that's huge, yeah. I, and I and I commend you for that. Now, what 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 was your um what was your motivation like? Like I I know that you that is like in light of what's happening right now, but was there something that that like for you that inspired you to create this? Yeah, um, honestly, I think it was just uh, I, I, I was I I kind of felt guilty and helpless because I myself. Um, I'm not well educated in my own history. And I think that brought a little bit of shame. And because um, I can't talk about certain things because I don't know um, the extent of it, I stay silent. So I'm silenced by my ignorance. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just figured, you know, I'm probably not the only one because history is really not taught in school. Maybe there's other people my age that feel the same way. So if I offer this platform to connect with people like yourself and other people that are in the community that can that with knowledge knowledgeable information if i could get them on the platform to share their knowledge with us then um we can better understand what is really going on today i love that so much and the thing is like and you hit it right on the head um because there's like one the fact that we're void of this information in school like everything that i've known and i've learned is really it, like I obviously was self-taught. I had to do the, the work myself. And a lot of us coming up, um, it's funny to say, I'm not sure if it's funny or if it's sad to say, but a lot of our parents didn't really teach us this stuff either. Like a lot of us here are here in Canada. We came, our parents were born here, uh, sorry, born abroad and came here. We were born and raised here and they thought it would have been better for us to be Canadianized. So they didn't really teach us any of our own history or our own culture. Um, and like, uh, so it was really, it was, it was, we had a desire ourselves to learn. Everybody, myself and other people within my circle, we had a desire ourselves. So we kind of did the, did that groundwork. And it's amazing that it's like you're, you're feeling the same way. And I'm sure there's a, tons of other um, uh, people within your demographic that also feel the exact same way. So what you're doing is exceptional. And I also commend everybody else who's on your page, who's, who's following, who's joining and who's just taking part, who's sending you messages because they're also looking to find out. And I'm, Glad to be able to take part. I'm looking forward to sharing information with the community. Aisha, um, thank you for being with us. The um, her your page one more time um, for those who uh, your page is Black 
Class, spelled B-L-V-C-K dot K-L-A-S. I'm encouraging the community to definitely check it out. We will share the details on our page. Um, I thank you again, Aisha, for being present with us. I'm wishing you all the best. And now, so just to remind everybody, tonight, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., we're having another community discussion, but this one is open to the community at large. Um, we are inviting our, our non-melanated um, allies uh, to come and join us to share uh, how you're feeling um, and also like to let us know like uh, so what you would like to be able to contribute to help with the, with the cause. Um, and also, the, this is a great opportunity to also hear uh, from the community where we could also express ourselves and, and let you know. And most importantly, it's an amazing platform for everybody to be able to ask questions. Melanated, non-melanated, just ask the questions because there are no dumb, uh, don't, no dumb questions. Um, and basically knowledge is key, knowledge is power. So again, I want to thank everybody who has taken part and who has joined us um, for the OFC community updates. Oh, before I forget, if you want to get in contact with us, definitely send us an email at membership at ofccommunity.com. So that's membership at ofccommunity.com. We'll get you any information that you need. If you need the links for the Zoom uh, meeting, we will get them to you. Also, I want to remind everybody, if you're looking to support the community, definitely check out our directory, ofcdirectory.com. And if you want more information about us, visit us online. That's ofccommunity.com. And CKUT Ain't me on the air Live, 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 live CKUT Ain't me on what CKUT CKUT Pour prévenir davantage la propagation du virus il est fortement recommandé de porter un masque dans les lieux publics où la distanciation de deux mètres n'est pas possible, comme les épiceries, les transports collectifs ou les commerces. La meilleure façon de protéger sa santé et celle des autres demeure le respect des mesures d'hygiène reconnues, par exemple, se laver les mains régulièrement et garder ses distances. On continue de se protéger. Informez-vous sur québec.ca oblique masque. Un message du gouvernement du Québec. What? My radio stock, pensez, I don't know. Now fix it!